stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, good afternoon. It's Zach sitting in for Rob today and for the rest of the week this week as uh, he's probably got some Christmas shopping to do or something like that. I don't know. I don't pretend to understand. It's 1235 now and we're diving straight into the show. There's a couple of things that uh, I like to do when we kick off the show and I like to look at specific words. I like to look at uh, what it is that we're going to um, try to accomplish today. And we got lots. <laughs> we got lots in the show, but really what it comes down to is um, where do you stand? That's what we're going to talk about today. Where do you stand? We're going to talk about employment and business and people wanting to quit. We're going to talk about a little bit of Christmas and some softball stuff just for fun and the impact of Christmas. We're going to talk about, um, you know, where do you stand in social media? And that also gets us to where, where we are right now. And where do you stand in all of the things that are going on in Canada today? You know, I stand as... As an Albertan, I moved to Fort McMurray when I was about 10 years old. I moved to Fort McMurray at a time when the sign, when you drove into town, said, Welcome to the Tar Sands. It said it on the sign. And then when I look back over the 35 years or so ago that that happened, um, going to elementary school and junior high and high school in that city, I'm uh, of the rare generation that, that left that city, where most Canadians went back to that city. And when we look at the state of things uh, in our province today, um, it's, a, it's a tough state. It, it certainly is. And where do you stand is, is, is a, a great segue to our first guest today. And it's uh, Minister Sohi joins us here uh, in the studio. And we are on Facebook and we are uh, online too if you want to check it out there. Uh, Minister Sohi, uh, Minister of Natural Resources, uh, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Zach. The... Um, Yesterday was a big day, mm-hmm. um, $1.6 billion to oil and gas. And from the perspective of assuming that not everybody understands this even happened, let alone uh, the state of things, can you tell me in your own words what happened yesterday? So before I go into that, if you allow me, I just want to make sure that uh, your listeners understand that uh, we firmly believe that Canada's energy sector, including Alberta and Saskatchewan's oil and gas sector has been a source of well-paying middle-class jobs for Canadians from coast to coast to coast. We have and always will stand with sector. The long-term solutions, as you were, uh, the challenges that you were identifying earlier on today, uh, is to build the pipeline capacity that is necessary to get our resources to uh, non-U.S. global markets. And we are moving forward on those projects, and I'm pretty sure we'll have the opportunity to talk about them a little later on. So what we announced yesterday, recognizing the difficulties that businesses are facing in the light of lack of capacity to export our mar- uh, export oil to U.S. and non-U.S. markets at this time, we have announced a suite of packages, uh, 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 supports uh, for businesses, And one of them is making $1 billion available through Export Development Canada to allow businesses to weather through these difficult times, allowing them to make uh, ends meet in in the area of payrolls, in the area of working capital, uh, if they have payments to make to their uh, suppliers or vendors, or uh, if they're having difficulty uh, uh, making their... uh, you know, 
human resource costs and all those issues that they might be facing because of the struggles that they are going through. What I hear is I hear that you're saying that, you know, you guys, you see this as a bridge gap yes. for existing business to assist in making sure that we don't crumble yeah. in, inside the, the marketplace um, while, they, while business waits for the pipeline. Yeah, these are interim measures that were also taken in 2016. Uh, in 2016, um, uh, Economic Development Corporation Canada allocated uh, 750 million dollars, and one third of that, uh, two sorry, two third of that was actually used by businesses. Mm -hmm. These are commercial loans. These are not grants. These are not, as people say, you know, you're handing out money. Well, it's uh, not a bailout. Uh, no, no, it's not a bailout. No. Absolutely, at, at at all. I see that. And uh, and also the. Uh, uh, in 2016, uh, Business Development Canada allocated $820 million to support businesses going through difficult time. And that entire allocation was actually used by businesses. So the portions of the 1.6, um, is that number included from 2016, the unused no, these portions? Are, these, these are new supports made yeah. available as of today. So the 1.6 uh, is all new money? It's all new money okay. available. 1.5 is uh, commercial loans uh, that are available to businesses to weather through these difficult times but we are also investing in um, in new technologies uh, uh, more refining opportunities as well as uh, uh, diversification of the oil and gas sector uh, tapping into opportunities to uh, help grow the economy and create more jobs what these measures that we have announced today yesterday will do is that they will help retain current jobs and they will allow businesses to go through these difficult times and sustain themselves. At the same time, create new opportunities for growth for them and other areas. So when I when you say you say we, you said we stand with the sector. Who is we? We as Canadians, uh, as uh, uh, people from coast to coast who have benefited mm -hmm. from from this. Uh, well, you have a long history inside the inside Edmonton. I mean, your your councillor work, your uh, transit work. Uh, I mean, you are Alberta. You are from Edmonton. So, oh, I, I I have lived here. Lived in Alberta thirty four years, and I live and breathe here today. I mm -hmm. don't live in Ottawa. I. Uh, 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 because Alberta is home and understand the struggles that people are going through today well, because what, what of do the you downturn say to the in the people, though, that, that feel um, that feel like that the Canadians are not standing up for them because I mean the, the number one thing um, is is that Alberta doesn't feel like Canada is standing up for it and Alberta feels like this this that uh, a loan money and debt money is not a business solution that works and that can be agreed or disagreed upon um, about how that functions inside the economics of business as a business owner I know that the last thing I need is more debt I, I don't right and I am a business owner just so you know and the um, and but Canadians don't feel like or Albertans don't feel like Canada has stood up for them and so, I, I do have a question with that yeah. So these two programs that we were talking about are optional programs. Mm -hmm. uh, if businesses need them, they can access them. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were used uh, during the 2016, 17, um, 18 uh, uh, years that were made available. And if businesses need them, they'll be available to them in, in, the, in the future as of, as of, uh, as of today. Uh, on your question, what are we doing to stand up for Alberta? Mm -hmm. uh, if you allow me, uh, when we got into office in 2015, uh, our economy was struggling. Uh, we, we had lost 50,000 jobs in 2015. And further close to 40,000 additional jobs were lost in 2016 and 2017. 
we immediately started working with the province of Alberta to provide them necessary support. Mm. How we extended two hundred. To we we extended two hundred fifty million dollars immediately mm-hmm. uh, to stable uh, for the stabilization uh, uh, funding. We expedited infrastructure funding. As of today, eight point five billion dollar of combined infrastructure investments have been approved for Alberta's projects. More than one hundred and seventy projects have been approved. When we were moving forward on the pipeline, uh, uh, we approved the Trans Mountain Pipeline at that time. We approved uh, uh, Enbridge Line 3, which is under construction. But when political difficulties rose in British Columbia, because British Columbia tried to obstruct the construction of Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion, we made the decision to invest $4.5 billion dollars to buy a trans mountain pipeline from from failing it and when the court decision came out it would probably would have died uh, that project would have died but we make the decision and we continue to stand and defend our decision by making that investment and investment we have announced today and we will continue to move forward on uh, on uh, on trans mountain pipeline uh, responding to the court's decision and uh, and meaningful consultation with indigenous peoples and we are very hopeful that uh, we will continue to build our pipeline capacity in order to get our resources to non-US global markets. Um I do appreciate you coming in and sitting with me today. Yes. Um, the con- conversation about about how it impacts the people because we can throw numbers out all we want. And I'm going to ask this and I ask this question not uh in a snarky way. No. I do ask this question honestly. Yeah. Is that when Albertans say that they want Canadians to understand when Albertans say that they don't feel like Canada, they want a new deal. They want new respect inside the, the impact and the impact of the money today uh, filters down the road. And I'm not going to talk about equalization, but when you have provinces that are uh, in a surplus and still taking the money, uh, when Alberta is, is suffering, that's incredibly hard pill to swallow. And the question is, is why are you as the, the minister of resources, why are you here in Alberta today? Here's my suggestion, and here's what I'm asserting. This whole conversation changes when the, the spokesperson and the man who's standing, who says he's standing up for Alberta has this conversation in Quebec, has this conversation in Ontario. And respectfully, sir, why are you here in Alberta? Because what it feels like to Albertans is that this is being sold to Albertans as some sort of parachute, when it's not what Albertans need. Albertans, Albertans need strong guys who believe with conviction that this is the right decision to stand and have this conversation in Southern Ontario and to stand in Vancouver and have this conversation and say, this is what the federal government is doing for Alberta because it's not working because we don't need to hear it. Albertans don't need to hear it. And I think it's misguided when, when it's being told to Albertans, when it's people in BC that need to be um, enlightened and it's people that in Ontario and Quebec that need to hear it. Yeah, and we do that. It's not just uh, that we uh, or I or other of my colleagues, including Prime Minister, that uh, we only talk about pipelines when we come to Alberta. We talk about pipelines and we talk about our decision to invest $4.5 billion dollars uh, to save Trans Mountain Pipeline project uh, everywhere we go, uh, whether it's in Vancouver, whether it's in Montreal, whether it's Quebec City or Toronto, whichever way we go, we we because we 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 understand that Alberta's oil and gas sector is not only important for Alberta; it has added to Canada's prosperity. It is a Canadian 
industry in a way that continues to create jobs for Canadians and will continue to do so well into the future. So it is in the best interest of every Canadians to make sure that Canada's oil and gas sector, including Alberta's oil and gas sector, is prosperous, it is sustainable, and is here for the long term. I haven't, um, I haven't heard anybody say, and maybe I just missed it, I haven't heard anybody say that our Prime Minister has stood up on the international stage and the first thing he talked about um, in the prior list of many things, um, I've never heard it anywhere on the list that Alberta is a priority with that. So how do you say that to Albertans when you don't have the the understanding that comes from the the prime minister? I mean, anything that we only see what we get, what we can see, right? We're, we're as Albertans and as people inside this country and you and I, just both citizens, that we don't get to see our prime minister standing up for it. Well, prime minister, even before being a prime minister, went over to Washington, spoke to all the democratic Democrat delegations defending our oil and gas sector, saying Keystone XL pipeline is in the best interest of Canadians and we need your support to get it built. So wherever he goes, he defends Alberta's oil and gas sector. Uh, you know, I understand the uh, uh, the narrative sometimes that is being built around uh, here in Alberta. Well, right? and that's, and, what I, that's what I'm trying right? to cut through. And, and, uh, and it's unfortunate but we we have a prime minister who's committed to getting things for done things done for alberta and we actually show show that you know keystone xl pipeline is very important for us a we are supporting it from day one uh, trans mountain pipeline expansion we we approved it we were moving forward on the construction of that project uh, but then the federal court decision came out mm-hmm. we had a choice to make at that time we could have walked away from the project, right? Our company would have walked away from the project. But we made a decision to appeal, not appeal, I mean respond to the federal court by instructing the National Energy Board to undertake the review and for me to undertake meaningful consultation with indigenous communities so we can figure out what's the best way to move forward on this project. So we're demonstrating with our actions. Here's another thing, if you allow me to share. We are a little bit short on time. Right. Very quickly. Alberta's energy sector is struggling. We absolutely get it, and we are here to, we are committed to fixing and working with stakeholders and province. But Alberta's economy is growing. Since we took office in 2015, 110,000 new jobs have been created in Alberta, in other sectors. Economy sector, energy sector is, is struggling, and we are committed to making sure that we stand with that sector whichever way possible. We have done that, and we will continue to do so. So when you, I mean, that's, uh, what we, we're getting on the air, you know, I said, look forward to this conversation talking about Albertans. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I do appreciate that. So, um, if you walk up on the street, okay, yeah. take, take the suit off for a second. Okay. Yeah. So you're in Albertan, you're from Edmonton. I grew up in Fort McMurray. I live in Calgary now. And if you walk on the street, if you and I walk out that front door right now yeah. and just some guy, and I'm not talking some toxic argument, pick a fight guy. I'm just talking about somebody who hasn't worked in three years, who no longer shows up on federal unemployment stats because they're working four part-time jobs because they don't have employment. Yeah. They come up to you and they say, uh, minister Sohi. Am I going to be okay? Yes. What do you, as a man though, as a, not as a, like, please throw the business card for one yeah, second. Yeah. As a man, 
How do you, what do you say to that guy who says, it's been three years, I am worth less than I used to be. I used to live on a golf course, now I live in a townhouse. Uh, my career is withering away, and I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what this looks like, and I'm coming up to Christmas. This is really hard. Am I going to be okay? Yeah, so let me share with you uh, the conversation that I had yesterday with one of the protesters that came to the, dem- uh, to the announcement. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to speak with him at the announcement, but I took his phone number and called him back. He's worried. He's close to 60 years old. He's in the oil sector. He does have a job, but uh, he's worried about the future, right? And he asked me, what are you going to do for me to protect me? My family, my future, because I'm worried about them, right? But I told him, so look, we all understand what energy sector workers are going through. And we are there to stand with you. And we have extended EI benefits in the past. We are extending work sharing program or making that available to them. But at the same time, we are focused for long-term solutions, which is to build pipelines. Mm. And we are focused on three pipelines, Keystone, Enbridge Line 3, and moving far right away with meaningful consultation on the, on the TMX. That, I hear the pain. That pain is, is real, right? And, and we, we will continue to do whatever is possible and work with stakeholders, work with province to, uh, to help grow our, our economy. And our economy is, is, is growing. $5 billion has been invested in Alberta through Canada Child Benefit to help low-income and middle-income families, you know, make their living more affordable, right? Yeah, but that's so back we, to the numbers again, right? Like, man-to-man, you're never going to have that conversation man-to-man. And I think that, uh, you know, I appreciate taking time today. We've already taken more time um, than, than we originally planned. So thank you for that. And, and, no I, problem and I acknowledge your, your, your long-standing service in your city. Um, I really do. Thank um, you so much. And um, I think that... Um, Albertans want uh, things to move faster. Yes. And they want to feel that man-to-man conversation yeah. about, I got your back. And I have those conversations every day because I'm Albertan. I live here. I breathe here. You know, I uh, hear these stories every day and we will continue to make life better. Well, we'll, uh, we'll take that as an invitation to have more of those. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Minister Sohi, 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.